Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. What's up, everybody? This is the Sporting Edge, and today we're joined by a very special guest. His name's Thomas Gandolfi. I don't know how special of a guest he is. He's okay. kind of a nutcase. I, I, I kind of have to say that. Kind of an everyone. asshole. Whatever you want to say. I just that's I don't know how special of a guest oh, this guy is. I'm already going to go after him, and he hasn't even had a word that's yet. Fine. Let, it, let him speak for himself. What's up, Gando? And how you guys doing? Uh, gotta let Roz get his shots off. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's. It's been a rough stretch between me and Thomas in terms of uh, competitive nature and competitive uh, arenas and whatever we've played. He seems to get the better end of me. I don't want to say that this is going to go on for much longer, but he, he's a good guy. And Xander, I mean, you can you can allude to that a little more. Yeah. So. Um, I've known Thomas since we were, I guess, like 10 years old. I didn't know who he was yet, but we've been playing baseball against each other since we were about 9 or 10, and finally got to join up, I think it was like 15, playing yeah, for a 15. club yeah, club baseball team. So, so, it was like a LeBron James type thing. They all left their teams because they weren't winning enough and had to join yeah, a we, super team in the night. Nice. super team. We went 28-2 and two when we were 18. Yeah. and you know, it Turned out to be a real dynasty. This. Which one of you was LeBron? Which one of you was Dwayne Wade? Uh, I think I was more of a role player on the I, team. Mike you know, Miller? Uh, not a little better than Mike Miller. All right. But. We're going to give you Mike Miller status. No, what? A guy. Come on, Thomas. I, I don't know who I would be. Probably uh, the, what's the... Udonis Haslam? The flat top. Shumpert? Cole? Shumpert. Cole? He wasn't even on. Oh, Norris Cole. Yeah, All right. Throwing some names out there. That's, uh, that's the best down. I guess. Yeah, but we actually, funny story, the guy who he played with for four years just got signed by the Kansas City Royals. Yeah. Pretty cool. Was, I mean, you, really you went to exciting. high school with yeah. him, so you can tell us yeah, a little Mitchell bit about Schultz him. Yeah, Mitchell Schultz. I've known Mitchell before, you know, I even started playing baseball. And then it's just real cool to see him. You know, work his way up. So he was your LeBron, and you oh, guys yeah. were just yeah. like riding his coattails. Yeah, I was nowhere near <laughs> LeBron in any way. Yeah, <laughs> and was... Mitch just kind of took us to the. He just was our Sunday pitcher, pitched all the championship games. Yeah, it was kind of funny was because he actually didn't start pitching until like the end of our 15 year old season. And I remember the first game he ever pitched, we were down in Ohio. They were playing this really good team, and it was the first game he'd ever like big game he'd ever pitched, and we lost three to two. But he gave up a bomb. That's right. when the pink bag started. <laughs> we'll get into all this in a little bit, but yeah, but you know, throughout the next three years, he just kind of blossomed. And so, are we Royals fans now? Is that what the deal is? 
Not a. And are we going to get him on the show? If he's a professional athlete at this point, you like have to. Yeah, Mitch, get him Mitch on the show. Def- Mitch would definitely. We probably got to get him. So I got to tell you. So this is really fun to watch. If you're from the northern suburbs, you know what baseball is like around the summertime. All these travel teams and everything. And I never played because I sucked at baseball. But everything else, I'm a superstar at. And one Except day, basketball. Nope, basketball is another one of those areas where I excel. Anyways, one day I'm at a Knights game and there's a team around here called Top Tier. And by their name, you expect them to be one of the top teams in the country. It was the greatest baseball game I've ever attended, professional, collegiate, or any high school level ever. It was a one nothing game, but it was pitched by our good friend Dylan Wallace and won in a very heated contest. A little coach fighting, Mr. Gandolfi, Thomas's dad, getting into it a little bit with uh, Top Tier's guy because he's a... Uh, He's not a good person. I'm going to try to not swear here, but the top-tier team is kind of corrupt. I don't really like their style of management, so good job for Coach Ken Dolphy really stepping up and protecting his players, but He's unbelievable game. Guy. What, what else do you expect? Foxhole, baby. Guy. <laughs> He's a great guy, and uh, it was a fun game to be a part of, and it was a good win for the Knights, and that's where I got my first experience watching Thomas and uh, Xander playing together. Yeah, so, you know, I talked about known Thomas since I was 10. Um you know, playing baseball, he played for the Mundelein Storm, which is a team you know oh, yeah. that we beat probably Way back twenty-five yeah. out of thirty times. Uh, and, but and that, that is that is a running debate. I do not think I'm willing to admit for the first time that it was a winning record. Okay, it, it that's was a step a, in the right yeah, direction. It was a winning record that you guys had against us, but it was not five and twenty-five. I give it about. You know, maybe 10 and 20. 10, okay, 10 12 and, and 18. I'll give it 12 and 18. My okay. I'm going to go there. All right. But yes, yeah, so the majority of them were losses for for the mighty one-line storm. That's fair. But then, you know, joined up and we were 15 playing for the Northern Knights, a club team out here. And we're actually coached for three years by Thomas's dad. Before that, though, you got to get to before that. Before, 15. Okay, you're right. kind of, it all kind of started thinking, ooh, you know, there's something here with P.J., P.J. Finnegan, who is now coaching down in Southern, who uh, coached Will Farmer, who ended up playing at Southern, too, who was on our 15 Unite scene. So it was me, you, Will, Dylan, Jared, and I think that was it who's from that 15 team. And you could only find their stats if you're from Illinois because it's on some website in the deep, deep web. might even be in the dark web at this point next to some big porn site. But Honestly, they probably have... uh, Folders full in my basement. Well, there you go. You could call up Thomas. We'll give you his number at the end of the show. But that's uh, that <laughs> roster is a bunch of now twenty-two year olds who now I guess you got a Kansas City Royal or professional guy on that side. So I can't really yeah, bash it too cool. much. Yeah, pretty cool. And you know, Mitch, like Thomas said, went to Mundelein High School. That's where Thomas played uh, mm-hmm. his high school baseball. And Will Farmer, who was also on that team, played high school baseball at Mundelein. He ended up at Southern Illinois, um, and I think started. For yeah, the majority he, of his four years yeah. there, mm-hmm. um, so definitely played with some great ball players. Uh, I know Thomas and I ventured out to play a little D three baseball at first. Oh, yeah. uh, Very short stint in my D three <laughs> baseball. World, I would say but, mine uh, was a little longer lived, yeah. but probably had just as much playing time in my three years as an Illinois Wesleyan Titan. But yeah. regardless of the fact, uh, we're just simply retired athletes now. But Thomas, you kind of transitioned. Um, Staying within the with the game of baseball, you've been coaching baseball for I think what is it three years now? Yeah, three years. Three years. Three so years. I think you coach Lake County Lightning, which is like a youth program yeah. in you know the mm-hmm. Lake County area. So. Take this opportunity to recruit. It's not illegal. I looked up the rules <laughs> yeah, before coming any, into this any, radio uh, meeting. Any kids? So I I coach the eleven year olds this year. We're turn, going into twelve. Going to Cooperstown. Big year for twelve year olds. That means he's already in the Hall of Fame, everybody. So uh-huh. this is huge. Coach Gandolfi the second is now going to be going to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. 
But uh, no, I started coaching with this team about three years ago. Started when they were nine. Had no idea what I was getting into. In fact, it's a funny story how I got into coaching. I uh, Jerry Fox, you know Jerry Fox, yeah, right? yeah, he's my dad's friend. He runs the uh, Lake County Lightning organization. Great guy. Um, was him and my dad have been best friends forever. That's why I know Jerry. So uh, they were sitting outside in my front yard talking one Sunday morning, and I wake up probably after a real long night the night before, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I do know what you mean. And uh, I I walk outside and I'm like, hey, Jerry, what's going on? He goes, oh, nothing, just trying to find a coach for a nine-year-old team. And I was like, oh, you know, I'll do it, jokingly. Yeah. And here I am three years later. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, and then so you moved up each year with this mm-hmm. team. And, um, yeah, we're going to talk more about Thomas's journey as a coach. I also want to talk a little bit about his dad, who's been a baseball coach, I think, for basically his entire adult life. So, and then we're going to start, years. and then we're going to start grilling him about what's going on in Major League Baseball as we've hit the uh, definitely the big middle big way day. of the summer. Big day for the Northsiders. The big day yes, for sir. the Northsiders. We'll get that blockbuster trade out to you. It happened uh, a couple days ago, and we're very excited for what we have to bring to you. Thomas knows so much about the game that I think it'll bring great insight as we move forward. But that's all the time we have this segment. Everybody, you know where to find. Find us at LibertyTalk.fm. Also, reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all of our other social media handles. That way we can connect with you and you can connect with us. It's been a privilege being your host, and we're going to keep it going when we get back right after the break, everybody. What's up? What's up, everybody? We are back, and as always, we are better than ever. I don't know about every Thomas. Week, every, every week, week we the better than ever. So how much better can you get every week? I don't know. I know me and you grow every week, Xander. But again, better, I, getting worse. I want to take shots at Thomas where I can take them because I don't get many opportunities to. Because well, he's building a small village <laughs> on the base of your brain. It's it's been building ever since that time that we kicked your ass in three on three basketball. No, it, even before that, first time I met Ethan was when it started when we played a little mini golf at parking. Oh, I, I beat everybody. About that. It beat everybody. Then I was like, holy cow, this could be a growing thing. That yeah, so I'm Maybe currently. The, cheap land, and we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna buy all the real estate. It's, that definitely, it's definitely pretty and cheap in my brain. Hey guys, so there's room. Everybody, come on in. You know? Yeah, and then it, just Xander wants the basketball. Xander's living in there now. No, yeah, I'm the opposite of undefeated against Thomas in my uh, athletic post recreational career. So we're well, your working whole on it. Has been recreational. Most of my career has been recreational, <laughs> um, but. Again, I I am the only one that is D1 eligible and ready to play for you, uh, Coach Grant. We had him on the show earlier in the year. Yes, I have two years left of eligibility. Okay, well, one. All right, well, Thomas and Xander are proving to be uh, adversaries of mine today. They are very much in my head when it comes to athletic events, but I will bounce back everybody just like that Big Sean song. He's a foxhole guy, he's not. I'm not a foxhole guy. But anyways, let's get back into... What you wanted to get to talk about, Xander? You want to talk about Coach Gandolfi and your relationship, and obviously Thomas being his son, his relationship, and kind of the impressive nature of his coaching. Ability. Yeah. So I mean, I met obviously I met Thomas, you know, when we were fifteen, for, basically for the first time, been playing against him for a long time, but only knew him by the name on the back of his jersey, and that we were always just kicking his team's ass. Um, <laughs> those are the two things that I knew. Fighting words. Um, but, yeah, so I remember when we were 15, we had Coach PJ, who moved on to be the pitching coach at Southern Illinois. And Thomas's dad, Coach Gandolfi, was kind of the assistant coach. And the next year, he took over the team. And you know, Remember, though, when PJ left, how devastated we all were, though? I, I remember that was the, like... 
one of the only times I can remember in the past like ten years where I like shed a tear yeah, about something. I did too. Not all, as trivial. Yeah. Like it was, it was I was crazy. in the car. My dad told crazy. me, and it was it was kind of like it was like I lost a relative or something yeah. because. All right, Sally and Becky. Take no, me it, it was the most fun. It was like leading up like to anybody who has played has played like club baseball or the club sport yeah. in the summer, like before college and anything knows like how much fun it can be. It's just you're traveling around with a bunch of buddies doing something that yeah. you love. And PJ was like 26, at the yeah. time. so he was he was older than us, but more more or less like one of the guys. So when yeah. I heard from my dad that he wasn't coming back, I remember being in the car. I was like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cry, but my eyes started to go red, and I you turned away. And my it. my dad was like, it. What are you doing? And I was like, you know, I'm just I'm sad that PJ's leaving, but you know, little did I know that you know as awesome as PJ was, Coach Gandolfi was. Probably the best coach I've ever had. Um, and that was that was news life. to me that he was filling in too. He thought. Remember, I asked you if you wanted to go play for the Indians team because I thought my dad was going to coach, so go coach there. Right. But then he ended up taking the job with uh, the Knights, and then you know your team started from there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and it was an awesome like four year run. Bunch of great guys, really good baseball players. And, you know, Coach Gandolfi, you know, was a coach at Carmel, I think. Was it like 20 years? He coached at years? Carmel for 21 years. Then he coached at uh, Lake Zurich for, I want to say five. Five, yeah. right. But you looked at me, by the way, you looked at me like I was going to be able to help answer that question. Up there. Like, I know your dad's coaching history. That was something I forgot to research. But I'm glad that you had some yeah. trust in me to answer yeah. that. Yeah, so C- Coach Gandolfi, I mean, it's been all around um, and then really got more into club baseball, I think, as our age group when we were 16, yeah. started to get into it. Um, you know, has been running programs ever since and, you know, has really had a big impact on, I know, Thomas's life because he's his dad, but also mine as well, being a, a, not only a great coach, but a great guy who, you know, and I, th- I thought of our team, you know, a bunch of really good baseball players, but we did play a lot of teams who are definitely bigger more talented than us but and that's that's kind of where you know the specialness of what it all was starts because we did not have i mean yeah we had you know mitch and will who, who were obviously the highly toutable guys but when uh when this team started nobody was real any any real stud or anything like that it was always just because you know, didn't add me to the team mm, <laughs> i don't want anybody doing cartwheels going in a home, home, play, <laughs> home runs. and we'll get we'll get to that later um but uh yeah it was just it was a good group of guys who all knew the game who all knew how to communicate with each other and the best part about it was we all at the same time you're playing you're trying to move on and play you know college baseball and whatnot but we actually played as like a legit team it was it was crazy how how much fun it was playing on that team and you and you can tell you can tell all like that game you saw Ethan against top tier those guys they had like 91 guys on their team and we just mopped the floor with them yeah and still got beef with all those guys too that dude was, I remember that was the first day I ever got a Twitter yeah it was Andy boy yeah you were tweeting at one of their guys, and I, I like, didn't even know what Twitter it was, was. Tyler Feast, remember Tyler, Tyler Feast. Feast? Shout yeah. out, poops! Shout <laughs> out, poops! The greatest nickname yeah, in the history yeah. of nicknames. Yeah, yeah. Hey. For those who don't know the background story, basically the Knights in the top tier squad had a little Twitter beef. So if you go back far enough, no, it was the Knights. Enough, it was me. It was it me versus like ten top tier guys. Whatever it's, those are the associations. If you go back and look on their Twitters, which we'll give you the handles for later. 
then you'll be able to see all this funny little banter that goes back and forth between two 18 year or eight 18 year old men. Um, it was yeah, it was fun, and then you guys got the last word by beating them on the field. So uh, what I would say at that point is you put it to rest if you're top tier. You have nothing left to say. You lost these guys, and now we're here. And we're here. luckily, um, we haven't heard much on Twitter from them in a while. Yeah, you know th- those days are gone. Um, no longer playing competitive baseball. I moved on to the 12 inch softball, which is a lot of fun, but not nearly as fun another, as playing real baseball. Another game that Ethan just does not seem to fit well. <laughs> I'm the best hitter in this room right now in softball without a hands a down. Break. I mean, I've played with you guys and know I can say that at this point, but whatever it, the case. So Thomas, you know, we talked about your dad as a coach and how you got started kind of just by happenstance. Um, so when you started coaching like even up till now, you know, what kind of stuff have you taken, you know, from your dad specifically that, you know, has you know, made you I what I think is a pretty good coach. I mean, you told me a lot about how your team's been doing the past few years, winning a lot of baseball games, and I know that you know that's always tough, especially with you know younger kids. The attention yeah, span yeah. really isn't there for a game that's <laughs> mm-hmm. really detailed. So, I mean, just tell us a little bit about you know what it's like being a coach and kind of what yeah. you like about it, what you don't like, and, and kind of the whole deal. Yeah, well, you know what I do like about it is you know that it's homegrown for me. It I learned from my dad, got it from my dad. The reason I wanted to coach was because of how much fun we had with that team, our Knights team. And so I kind of just wanted to, you know, if I could give a kid like that an experience like I had, then you know that's just kind of what I'm trying to do. So you're not about the winning. No, I I remember we. All right, we heard it here first. <laughs> listen, so listen to this. So we won. We our we start our season like twenty and like four. Humble brag. And, and I, yeah, that is a humble brag. But uh, I remember somebody came up to me and was like, Yeah, coach, I think we're like, we've won like 18 games in a row or something. Or no, it was uh, 15 games in a row. We um, we lost our first, like, two out of our three, and then we won all these games in a row, and I didn't even realize. So it really is just about teaching kids. But um, I took a lot from, from like, what our dad taught. And, uh, I think the most fun part about being on that team was the amount of times we picked people off and and all the times we would do the hidden ball tricks and that's just kind of what I'm teaching these kids. We have led the league. We have 40 pickoffs at 11 year old <laughs> baseball right now. Which yeah, well, uh, I mean, half those kids don't even know how to take a lead yeah, off. So yeah, it's, so it's pretty easy, and that's kind of something that I took from my dad was the importance of of holding runners on and picking people off. But one thing I did, t- you know, kind of not. Uh, Fundamentals wise, yeah. Remember the handshakes after the game. Handshakes, absolutely. Yep, yep. I, I brought that to the kids to teach them. You know, always be respectful to your peers and and your coaches and your uh, the umps and whatnot. You do Just know you're not in the respect. NHL, right? That handshake. Baloney. It's not even a handshake with the other I'm team. It's handshake in, in their team. I'm notorious for no handshakes. You're, you're not a fox. If I lose, there's no handshake. Yeah. If I win, I better be celebrated. I mean, you're you're not. He's not a fox. I'll do some dabs. I'll do some others. Like no handshakes if I lose. In fact, I might be off the field faster than the umpire is if we're losing. You're, just, we're, we you're lose. just not. A fox I just have that bad. He doesn't get it. I'm very fiery. Very don't. very competitive. I might not be a foxhole guy. Whatever you guys keep saying. I mean, who really gives a damn? But. That's all the Coming time we have. A non-foxel guy. Yes, yeah. but that's all the time we have this segment, everybody. This is the Sporting Edge here. We are at LibertyTalk.fm, and we are also on AMFM 24-7. Follow us on our social media. Reach out to us. We'll be back after the break, everybody. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report. 
bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Chalady, the cow guy, as seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got the Badger, who writes the hot topics in the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to thebubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at bubba at thebubbashow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at bubba at thebubbashow.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, thebubbashow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. What's up? What's up? We are back. And as I say every single week, we've Shut beaten the nail already. into the horse's head learning about Thomas Gandolfi. I think that's been enough. Time to. Uh, need time a new to, saying. I like that saying like a lot, a to broken be honest. Record. It's, you know what? We could, I'm not a broken record. I bring something new to the show every week, a little pizzazz. And, anyways, we are going <laughs> to. We are going to have. Thomas, talk a little Major League Baseball All-Star. Just we, Thomas, though. Just Thomas. For the rest of the show by himself. Because I don't like being with Xander, and you guys can probably you tell that. You guys all need a break from Roz. No. It's, yeah, so I guess Thomas is running the show. Life. Anyways, Thomas, tell us how you feel about the Home Run Derby. I know you tuned in a little bit late. You just caught the beginning of the run by Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah, I, so I kind of tuned in right when it in, you know, he was down 16-4, or 17-4. 17-4. And... Uh, yeah, I, I turned on right when that right when that started, and holy cow, that guy's unbelievable, dude. He just hits dingers. It's unbelievable. <laughs> That's <laughs> he, drops, for it. he drops nukes. Then what's um, then what's what's the word you would use for Aaron Judge? Because as uh, good as Stanton is, it was absolutely absurd watching word. Judge. I don't know if there's a synonym for a bomb that we could <laughs> relate to Aaron Judge's <laughs> hydrogen. It would be like hydrogen it. bombs because those are know. bigger than atomic bombs, right? We I don't know. I, uh, I'm not a physicist. Hydrogen home runs by Aaron Judge. Sure, and Dude, I think that, that sounds like that one commercial where the guy's standing outside that. Uh, the hidden cage he's given all the nicknames and Stanton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hydrogen hydrogen homers. By Aaron Judge. That's the that's gonna be the new I hope that catches and that's a new Twitter handle or new Twitter uh, Aaron hashtag. Judge make fun of you for that nickname. You know what? That's totally fine. Get him on the show, have him rip me apart. That's just part of the gig we have he here. Could do that on the show or he can do that in person too. <laughs> I know, but I think it'd be seven. <laughs> probably. Six eight. Everyone's kinda short and he's probably seventy nine NFL athletes. That's all the athletes that are bigger than him. And that's unbelievable. Like in terms of height? In terms of just height and pure size. Like, wow. he's like two, I forgot the number, but he's over 250, more than I weigh. So, that's uh, <laughs> so that's that's big enough. But honestly... Dude, how's the road to 250 going, bud? I'm almost under 200 again. Um, so, we're going the other direction of what Xander's saying. But really, more importantly, should Aaron Judge ever be allowed to participate in the Home Run Derby again? Yes. Every yeah. single time. Dude, he can't be beaten. No it it's the Golden State Warriors of home run derby. After the I mean, derby, though, the he kind of kind of seemed like he didn't want to do it again. So they were like asking him. He's like, "We'll see." Just I don't not, know, but it's if he does, there's nobody that could beat him. There I don't, I don't so. think so. I mean, he was hitting Justin Borg gave him the like best hitting, shot. He was hitting balls that I thought were pop ups, like to right field. They were just like dude. He just points. got so much power it's in all fields, like. And that was the coolest thing, Joe Girardi. 
was talking about, you know, are you worried about Aaron Judge being in the home run derby? And he's like, not really, because his approach is just, you know, hit the ball to right, right center field, <laughs> yeah. and the rest takes care of itself. And you can just see that in his swing. Yeah. I mean, it really doesn't matter where he hits it, because if it's in the air um, to any part of the field, mm-hmm. it has a good chance of going out. And you, you saw that in the derby. I think he hit over, like, 61 homers. Yeah, I think he hit, like, 3.9 miles. 3. Worth 9, of that. Yeah, and he hit five over 500 feet. So it's just ridiculous numbers. I mean. Yeah, well, the one that hit off the roof, too, that didn't even they, count because it didn't get out. I and that thing could have gone 700 feet. Yeah. But my issue here is that, as exciting as he was, just the competition level, I thought, was. Poor in, in the derby? derby. In the derby. What are you talking I, about? What, are you, dude, what do you mean? What am I? Miguel Sano is in the finals. He's hitting twelve home runs. You could have had Judge sitting there hitting thirty. Dude, it just because Judge hits so no, like they got, they were so tired by the did time they see, got to the third. Did you see I did watch the entire thing. Miguel with- Sano. Yeah, Justin Bort lasted one round, and then he but, lost to the best person there. That's so all, the most exciting how part. How can you say it's bad competition level? Though? Because there was that's one round. Brutal. That was one round of excitement. Bort versus Judge. Other than that, exciting. Did it, no, the, the people. So false. Cody Bellinger. Bellinger didn't have a good swing after yeah, the first obviously round. Obviously, you thought he was going to do better, but it's not like he was just a dud. I, you know what? To be honest, I had fun watching Judge. The rest of the competition, I thought. I wish whole... Stanton. I wish Stanton went further, but and at, even that was crazy. So I, I mean, we picked that on the show earlier that we want. We thought Sanchez was going to win, and. Wow, Against, that would have been quite the... That was, quite the pretty, it was a nice little... That was I, your pick. That wasn't mine. You, you picked Stanton over Sanchez? I would have gone... I didn't I didn't really make a pick. Wow, I just well, thought that just shows how much better I am at this kind of stuff. But anyways, it was just the competition level was low. I would have loved Bryce Very Harper good. to be there. Nolan Arenado's got a little power in his bat. That would have been nice. Just kind of bigger... Mike Trout, if he wasn't hurt, I understand he's hurt. I mean, there's better names that would have drawn my attention. Like Miguel Sano, I get it. You're having an awesome year with the Twins. I didn't he need to see that. awesome last year with the Twins. You're having an awesome two. I don't, I don't get where this is. Where I'm going is just the star level and the amount of fun I had watching it definitely dipped each round. And that's the best that's part not of argument. it was that they were all There's young no competition. Guys. They're all young. So there was like, zero competition for Judge. All he had to do was go in and he was done yeah, halfway I mean, through his round. It does happen to be uh, like you, you're so telling far me away. he had to hit 23 home runs in the first round. Is that's the only round. And I already mentioned that I said the only round of any relevance was that first Wait, one. Do you want like every round? That's like asking every... Every playoff game to be a buzzer beater or a walk. Aaron Judge came to bat every single round. Yeah, and he won. (laughs) Against competition that wasn't doing much. Like, no, he hit 12 home runs and barely got to that point in in the final round. Whatever, whatever. Let's move on to the, uh, the actual All Star. No, we gotta game. we gotta go uh, event by event. So oh, your favorite because uh, my favorite, the Celebrity All Star Game. Mm. Jamie Foxx once again. Just Jenny Finch always loves seeing her, her pitch in this love game. Love me some always Jenny Finch. Love me some Jenny. She uh, the best celebrity softball pitcher of all time. She give, whole, has given up probably the most runs also all the time. It's kind of like that Cy Young effect, most wins, most losses type thing. Jenny Finch goes in there. She might have the most wins for this Celebrity All-Star thing as well, but definitely has pretty sure the most runs like allowed. 25 in, yeah. runs in like three in innings. Three innings this Her ERA has got to be through the roof. <laughs> but I will say I was loving the Celebrity All-Star game until I noticed one person that I didn't think was going to be in it. Jessica freaking Mendoza. Oh, if I hate geez. this girl. Do you know her? Yeah, yeah. she's What's the ESPN. What's Jessica Mendoza? wrong with Jessica uh, Mendoza? She's a softball stud, too. She was perfect for this I, game. I hate listening to her when she is calling games. I hate everything about that person. I have the most... What do you think about Skip Bayless? Do you hate Skip Bayless? I don't really care about... I don't really have any, like, oh, like, hates or loves. Well, that's my person I hate Jessica listening Mendoza. to. But Jessica Mendoza is... 
forever on my shit list. Well, <laughs> just, well, it's unbelievable. Well, good thing for you, Jessica Mendoza, because me and Xander definitely have no quarrels with you, and uh, we'd love to have you on the show at some point. But what was interesting wow. to me... What a, what a great hate the promo. Hey, anyways, <laughs> but what was interesting to me about this Celebrity All-Star Game is how the legends of the game came to play. They oh came, my. and they were... Belting balls. See, there was Andre a ball. Dawson. Oh my! There was a ball. Dude, almost. He looks like he could still lace him up. <laughs> he, 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 he almost put one out of the regular park. Yeah, it one bounced the actual Miami Marlins fence. Hit the warning track. I mean, these guys were ready to go. Miles Teller looked like he could have had no fun at all there. I mean, it's just yeah. he was mopey and sad, and maybe that's just the resting. B-word face he has. I just, yeah. again, avoiding the swears as much as I can. Um, it just didn't look fun for him. And then it was interesting to see Jamie Foxx continue to be the entertainer, the promoter he is. I think he did a fantastic job. And it's good that they have a voice like him. Maybe a Kevin Hart in the future does one of these games. I yeah, think that would be, be fun to watch. Too. Maybe some Justin other celebrities. Timberlake. Why the Bachelorette? JT. Justin, Justin Timberlake. And t- JT would be... That would the be... Last good SB. The last good ESPYs. The last good ESPYs. The next the, best the, celebrity softball game. I think You've it was like the part. first like real big ESPY, too. Like Before the ESPYs got huge, I think Justin Timberlake was like... If you haven't, you got to go to YouTube and watch that or that melody he does, or that song and dance he does with oh. everybody. That's the funniest thing I've ever watched in my entire life. That was that. The, that was the reason I record it every year, and every year I get let down. Each and every. <laughs> Which, it's very disappointing, but yeah, he set the bar so high. I know. But, yeah, um, next year we're looking for more celebrities, not the Bachelorette. I mean, Rachel, come on, nobody cares. I didn't even watch your season. I'm just over it. Ever since the Bachelorette ruined Aaron Rodgers' street cred, I'm over that show and that series. Goodbye. But I, they need more actors, more celebrities next time. Okay. All right, now we're getting back to the All Star Game. You didn't like the celebrity talk. I, 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 I didn't think, watch the celebrity talk. I, I think that that, that 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 is how the uh, the kind of the game went. Is you can go over it without even realizing that it happened. Right. That's how boring it was. I thought it was so boring. I yeah, it was. I thought the, the most exciting inning for me was the first one, getting yeah. to see Sale versus Scherzer. Yeah, those are. You just. Went, I wish they went nine innings. Like I know that's just not fathomable. That would have been cool. Like, yeah, oh, but they the, the gave whole, their gas. Like they Scherzer were, was throwing out some major. <laughs> he was a yeah, yeah. yeah, he was. He was bringing women's tennis to baseball. I, I hope want, they like, measured its decibels because they do that for Maria Sharapova. So I'm curious dude, to see. She's, she's ridiculous. It's high levels. But um, he did strike out Aaron Judge, which was what he was definitely yeah. trying to do. Yeah. I mean, I think the whole stadium hurt him. <laughs> Every pitch, it was crazy. Uh, that he, was cool. He's that an angry-looking cool. man as well. He, just, he is. No matter, there's no fun there for him in that first inning. And I, feel, I don't know. Maybe he is having fun, but his face is just pure business. And yeah. with those multicolored eyes, it's like you're yeah, looking at... Yeah, that is pretty wild. You're, you're looking at something serious, let but me tell you. I thought it was pretty fitting that the game was blown by... The one Cub in the All Star Game, Wade Davis, who's had a great year, oh, but that's a lot of credit. Season. Keep, season in a nutshell, right there. In the TV show we did earlier this week, you just have to keep saving Wade Davis for some reason. I get it. He's sixteen for sixteen in save opportunities so far. I, but I'm saying he blew the game. It was funny that he's the only Cub. But he gave up the last run and the run that cost the NL their win. But we'll get back. We'll get right back into that after the break. This is the Sporting Edge at Liberty Talk FM. Follow us on social media. Also, give us a call whenever you want. You don't have our numbers, but give it a shot. We'll talk to you after the break, everybody. And the Cubs have blown the All-Star game. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit before the break. Xander was giving his backup story for Wade Davis. And you know what? He has been having a good year and a year that has been troubling to watch. It's been tough to watch the Cubs, but... I say trade him. 
That was trade him. Yeah. Give us Why? what? Because Carl Edwards Jr. Oh, oh make him the closer. God. Dude, Wade Davis get, is a great closer. He is. Excuse me, we're, we're not going to. What are we going to use him for if we're six games back? Well, Dude, we, we just, just traded for Quintana. I know. I know. Wow. Okay, so Thomas just kind of fell off the deep end here at the Sporting Edge. We don't know where he is anymore. But I, I honestly say trade him. That's just me. Fine. He wants to trade Wade Davis. Well, Robinson okay. Cano then wants to bat against question, him a couple question. more times. Question: Are you have you given up on the Cubs? No, season? no. Okay, not at all. Because if you can get, we need to get rid of Lackey first. Lackey needs to go. He needs to go. I can't watch him throw these challenge fastballs and just get. I can't watch it anymore. And I love the Quintana trade because it shows that the Cubs are still. We're still serious. We're not giving up. I agree. I thought it was a great trade for both teams. I mean, well, the, the White Cubs, Sox are going to be the best team in 2020. No, false. They just could so, be. They, their prospect pool is the best As, in Major League Baseball. I agree. I agree. But just the. The Look what the Cubs side, did with the best the prospect. The Northside loving me just refuses to believe that. Okay, fair enough. At least it's some bias. This Cubs team needed, I think, another pitcher, and that was exactly what they got. Jose Quintana. I agree. I agree. If you look at his overall numbers this year, they're not great, but what he's done in the past month yeah. kind of reminds you of the old guy he's been for the past four years. I mean, since 2013, he's a top five pitcher in terms of war. Yeah. And he's been... It was kind of hard for him to stand out that much on a Sox team with Chris Sale because he could yeah. make an argument he's yeah. the best pitcher in yeah. baseball. But Jose Quintana, I think, is everything that a team that is a, in yeah. playoff contention would want. So Yeah, that's what we hope. Just hope that uh, maybe Jake Arrieta finally comes back to form because, God, uh, what a... How how unbelievable of a turnaround is that? You go from being in the categories with Koufax, Greg Maddox, and then boom, you're not even in the same category. It's like you're in the Aaron Harang category. <laughs> yeah, <for real>. So <laughs> the Jared <I>, Weaver, <laughs> no, they're not that bad. I'm gonna bite again just because I've bitten 43 times so far this year on the oh my god the Cubs are back type the situation. I'm gonna they're not back, but it's the I'm right not gonna direction. say they're back, but I'm. Happy. I think this second half just got more tolerable. I think that they're in it again, and he's going to have his debut Sunday. So against the Baltimore Orioles, Did a you team say that debut for the Cubs Chicago debut. Cubs, the Cubs debut. Anyways, I did say debut to start off, but anyways. <laughs> I'm excited to see him play against a very weak team in the Baltimore Orioles. We're going to probably they harp on them. They are, they are stinky. They are slow. Saw so him play on July 4th against the Brewers. And oh, it was Machado, Machado's given up the on the Orioles. And we all lost. <laughs> so I just what, what I've taken from that is since Xander has put Machado in his top five for players currently, he Machado's like, oh, no, 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 no. That's all I needed. The list is that's if all. you were going to start a team right now. That's all I needed, it, and now I can play back. always the list. No, yeah. it was top five. We made a list of the top top five players. If you were going to start a team today, who would you put on your team? And and now we made this list like two months ago. And my team's the best team of all time. Hey, okay, but I put Machado in my top five, and I still don't see anything wrong. with I, that. that is very very acceptable move. Yeah, I, I love, so. who, love who do you I love people who bat two sixteen. Who, 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 who do you are have slow in the field these days? I mean, obviously he's one of the best fielders in the AL, but I haven't seen it recently, so I don't. He's year. taking a break. Bryce My Harper top, hit 240 last year. Yeah, was, Bryce Harper was hurt a little bit last year, and that was oh, just something was, they didn't talk about. Top and he was playing what's through your it. Top five? top five was Trout, Harper, Chris Bryant, Nolan Arenado, and Jose Altuve. And if you have anything I think Altuve is a stretch. Altuve is the best batter in baseball the last three years. Has I the most agree. hits in two of the Altuve three years. Altuve is a beast. I like Altuve, but I don't know if I'd want to... 
I don't know if I'd put him in my top five. I don't know. Dude, but speaking of Altuve, I think he might be a part of the best double play combo in oh the majors. Oh, my God. I mean, you look at him and Correa, who Correa's hitting they off against the Cubs. five right now. Talk about a team that hits into double plays. That Astros team... I, I would think is the most dangerous team in they baseball are, right they're now. They're very dangerous. George um, Springer, he's George, a beast. Yeah, I think George and, Springer is a guy who's kind of forgotten, I think. Yeah. He, he's so good. but He's 27 know. home runs this year. I know, but <laughs> guys like Correa, Altuve, um, Dallas Keuchel kind of take up a lot of the limelight. But George Springer, I think, is an awesome outfielder. Yeah. And you look at that entire team. Evan it, Gaddis, the janitor. The janitor, <laughs> yes. Drafted him in fantasy baseball. He's having a fantastic year for me at the catcher position. But... That whole, that team has been on top of Major League Baseball basically yeah. the entire year, yeah. and they're in a division where the next closest team is basically like, what the Cubs did last year. Right, so the like next closest team is the janitor in the building. Like they're the next closest to competing. I think them. it's the Angels right now. Uh, their janitor status to me just in the sewage. I don't know what they're going to do right. with Trout still out, and maybe he'll come back guns a blazing and lead the team to a nail. I mean, Mike Trout getting hurt was one of the most disappointing parts of the season for me so far. Yeah, so anytime, much fun to anytime watch. Mike Charles playing, it's good for baseball. It's right? always good for baseball. But I've got a baseball question that's a little bit off the topic we've been on today. So you're going to be confused the way I start this. Michael Jordan. Or are you confused? I'm not confused. I know exactly where I'm going with this. And I think most people who have listened yeah. to me speak enough know where I'm going with this as well. Michael Jordan. One of the winningest players in NBA history. Mm-hmm. Six NBA titles. The argument you could have done it eight years in a row, but of course he got suspended for gambling issues. Again, that hasn't been proven, but the Roz is telling you here that that is what happened. Anyways, back to the point. Michael Jordan bought the Charlotte Bobcats, and who are now the Charlotte Hornets. Are they a good team or bad team? That's what I just need an answer from you guys. Pretty is, good. Are the Charlotte Bobcats a pretty good team? The Charlotte Hornets. Hornets. Oh. Uh... Pretty good. Uh, were they in the playoffs this year? They got Kemba. I don't know, were they? They were not in the playoffs this year. So Kemba. would you qualify a league then, that you have half your t- teams no, yet? No, then no. All no. right. So Michael Jordan owns the the Bobcat or the Hornets. Not good. Michael Jordan and Derek Jeter are working on a deal currently oh, I heard about this. to buy the Miami Marlins. Another franchise, another organization where, one, their fans never show up. Two, they're not very good. I think they have pieces, but at this rate, they have no pitching to back those pieces up. And rest in peace, Jose Fernandez. That was a tragic loss and would have been awesome for that team. But he's going to buy the Marlins. Has he forgotten what winning is like? Or is he just okay taking losses now because he is trying to become the worst person in history? I don't know. I don't think you can say he's forgotten what winning is. I don't know. I, mean, I think he forgot what winning is. I, when was Derek last time? Jeter? No, Derek Jeter. This is his who are first go Michael, at it. Michael about? Jordan. I'm, you got me confused now. I'm talking about Michael. Sorts of the confused. baseball The only person. <laughs> Michael played baseball, so let me see. <laughs> why is the Marlins a good investment for him? That's what I'm curious about. Like, Why does he need stake in Major League Baseball when he isn't doing a good job with the Charlotte Hornets as it I is? I don't know. He wants to broaden his horizons. I mean, I don't, dude, I don't the guy's worth he, over a billion dollars. I think he knows a thing. I don't think the Marlins are going to make them any money. Have you watched a game there? Like, there's You could sit behind the catcher. There's no one sitting there. Things happen. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not an executive. I don't know what the, all the numbers look like. I just like, think that he forgot how to win. And that, I don't think that's very true. And I think LeBron James is a great player. you heard the stories about him like always like hating to lose, yeah. Even in like pickup back, he's finally right he's now. finally okay with it. it seems like. I don't think that he's the not case. the one on the court. What do you want him to you know want him to lace up case, at, yeah. at seventy five years old? I think he should he's make some executive decisions that would make your team better. I think he should be a general man. If everybody knew all the right answers, what would be the point of playing? Right. Signing Dwight Howard was that a good move? 
I don't know. It might Maybe. be. Oh my God! It you, were might the, be. you were on the line the other week saying that Dwight Howard's a complete bum. I think he is. He's worse than worse. A, what if he has a great year? Oh, How am I going to be sitting here? He's God. still a bum. But and how you much do you think they paid for him? Who knows? They, Maybe they got him for a steal. They definitely didn't get him for a steal. He's got a large contract that Atlanta wasn't able to finish off, and that's why they shipped him out. And you could tell that we are in the dog days of summer. We are. We've just come off a week where one of those days there was zero professional sports played. Yeah. It's, well, it's the only day of the year, I think. Right? Only like at this point, the most exciting thing you can see in the future is obviously the NFL, but the McGregor and oh, God, Mayweather fight. I forgot Mayweather's name because of how irrelevant he is to me. But Mayweather, we're, we're almost out of time. We've got about thirty seconds left. But since we have you on the show, Thomas, we need you to give you us your pick: Mayweather or McGregor? Mayweather. Okay, and we can give you a second opportunity here to give us a pick: Mayweather or McGregor. Mayweather. Okay, well, he'll be on the losing end, like most people will be, and I will be cashing in my awesome ticket. If you're talking boxing, you're talking Mayweather. And McGregor is some kind of beast that will come in there and show us how irrelevant boxing is. But that is all the time we have this week, everybody. This is the Sporting Edge with Wits and Roz. We are LibertyTalk.fm. Thank you, Thomas, for joining us this week. We are super stoked for having you on the show. We will be back next week, everyone. Continue to watch our video vlogs, and we will see you next week. Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM.